Hello and welcome to the Movie Podcast. I I always like to sing the opening because, you know what, that way people know that it's me hosting the show today. My favorite thing about you singing the opening too Tell me. is that it's not even in the tune of our jingle you, <laughs> or our opening song. It's not the same it thing just, at all. It's just, a, it's just you scatting like, ooh, scoop-a-da-ba-ba, the movie podcast, uh-uh. <laughs> You know? I'm the scat man. <laughs> uh, anyways, that other uh, my uh, my other co-host that you can hear, you know, you know, just just right there beside me or in front of me, I guess you could say. But to you listeners, they're everywhere. It's true, they're everywhere. That's Daniel. Daniel, uh, how you doing today? I'm good. I was like, dude, just introduce me. <laughs> no, I was taking my time. I was really stretching out the introduction. We're having a good week this week. We are having. A good We've week. had it uh, like again. By the time you're listening to this, uh-huh. the world could have ended. But right now, it's been a, lot, a good couple days. Starting today, this is a new movie podcast. That's true. This is the president-elect movie podcast. Yeah, this is, this is like, oh, this is, this is hope now. Yeah. Uh, and the other one who's sitting there quietly, just looking at us, <laughs> judging us, scratching his mustache, Anthony. Hi, everyone. Yeah. See, Anthony just, just comes in and doesn't do much for us here. I'm a man of few words. But of a lot of opinions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very true. Anthony, how's your week going this week? Uh, it's been great, yeah. Um, crazy week with everything that's happening here and around the world. Um, excited to talk about what we're talking about today, so yeah. This week really aged us, I think. I, I feel like I... I like, do, you ever, do you ever feel... Luckily, I don't have like any gray hairs right now. <laughs> yeah, I do. But I feel like I've grown gray hair like i felt gray hairs growing this <laughs> week, you know? there was it was almost a, like watching what was happening around the world and like elections it was almost like a reality show itself mm-hmm. and it did bring a little bit of excitement into who was going to win what was going to happen like unintentional you, you felt, yeah right? unintentional excitement what was going to happen after <laughs> like it was Great because you just want you just didn't know what the hell was gonna yeah. was gonna show up. So, um, I I thank this week for creating that excitement in my life that I didn't have the prior week. <laughs> I loved going to bed. Every, oh, I there's the thing. I I didn't really sleep too much this week. I agreed. Um, you, oh, I slept you like agreed a baby. in the past. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Uh, I didn't really sleep too much this week as I don't think a lot of us did. But like and we had a great sleep. <laughs> and you slept like a baby. Yeah. But it was always just so interesting going to sleep. Like oh man. These these states these states with these this huge Trump lead. Then you wake up in the morning or throughout the night, and you be like, "Oh, never it's mind." Flipped. It's flipped. <laughs> it's Biden leading, and you know it, it'd be like fun waking up. And let me tell you, I've never looked at the United States map as much as I have this one. Week. Mm-hmm. Can you name all the states? Name. I feel like I, if you were to ask me last week and ask me this week to actually fill in which a lot of these states are, I'd be able to do you do better marginally better mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. I would have last mm-hmm. week. Like I know. Where Arizona is now, and I know where like Michigan is now. We didn't and, know where Michigan. Well, was Michigan, I knew, but like <laughs> I, I know the like the surrounding area, North Carolina, <laughs> right. and like all these other like there's states that you know, like yeah. oh, I know what Texas looks you like, know I California, know California, is, Florida, and, and Florida. But like now, it's like I could do a pretty good job of like mm. where's Georgia mm-hmm. and where's um, Rhode Island, Rhode Island, and New Jersey, Wyoming, and Wyoming. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a hell of a week. It's been a hell of a week. Guys. Is New Jersey part of? It's its, its own, own state. state. Is it its own state or is it part of New York? It's yeah, a, we we literally had the same had question and we had yeah. to Google it too. Yeah, because I always feel like it's they're so close to each other. They are. 
Yeah. And they're so, both certainly new. But they're pretty old now, I think. My I family. feel like And they're like right beside each other. Right now, like anyone who's listening from the States is like these fucking idiots. These fucking oh, idiots. oh, oh. Are you talking about New Jersey? Oh, they're Jersey. Yeah. About Jersey Shore? <laughs> Jersey? Oh. Oh. Uh I don't condone any of this. Um but no, I you know what? <laughs> Shout out to our, our American listeners. Um, congratulations, guys, on Joe Biden. That's huge. That's huge. You know, we, uh, we're out of the slump almost, I'd say. It, 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 yesterday, like, when that announcement came, you almost felt like a fog was lifted. Mm-hmm. And you see people partying in the streets, almost like a revolution has happened. Like, they overthrown a dictator. Mm-hmm. And again, we have until January 20th yes. for Joe Biden to be sworn in. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know what's going to happen in the next two months or 70 days or whatever, but drama. Yeah, there's going to be a lot. Of um, drama. But just the excitement. This, yesterday was the first time that I was scrolling through Twitter and I didn't see bad news. Mm-hmm. And you just see the genuine excitement in yes. people and the hope. And I feel like hearing him speak and hearing Kamala Harris speak, who, again, first vice president, who was a woman, first vice president, who was a person of color, mm-hmm. like who like it's and not the last and not the last, you know, like hearing them talk you almost forget what a president should sound like and like it made me kind of like really um just kind of taken by emotion last night just hearing them talk and just hearing like oh here's a president who's going to listen to reason and who is not just a foghorn it's funny Mm -hmm. that we like you know like um america is Finally, in its hundreds of years of being a country, is finally getting a female, you know, role of power. Like I think of a lot of countries, they've they've been doing this for a while. Like Germany, Canada, Canada's had a Canada had a a female prime minister in 1994. You know, we did. Yeah, we look at New Zealand and killing it there. Yeah. So I'm glad America. I mean, you you might learn something. Yeah. And again, like it's it's a dividing time, obviously. Like when you look at the how close it was still, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't a landslide. Like, yeah, like, by the time it's all said and done, the Electoral College, whatever, is going to be, like, heavily in Joe Biden's favor. But when you look at the votes themselves, it's, like, 75 million votes for Biden versus 70 vil- million votes for Trump, which is still the highest voting ever for both yeah. of them, right? Yeah. So it's a divided country still. There's a lot of work to do ahead of them. But I'm hoping that we're finally being put on the right path. I agree. I agree. Well, this is the movie podcast, and of course, you know we're we're doing this every single Monday for the rest of our lives until we die, until they pull us out of the studio. Wait, what? Is that what you signed you up? You know on? what? I signed up for ten years, and that's it. And they signed oh, up. For- I didn't sign up for the thousand <laughs> you year, up for ten seasons, Scientology, ten- <laughs> million no, year contract. This. We're doing here. this until we're in space. We have to like re up Anthony's contract. He's going to be uh, after a hundred episodes. Do we he's sign him though? Right now, this time with .com slash talk, and let us know if we should re-sign Anthony for his contract. I think you should. <laughs> but I, I want some incentives now. You know? oh, okay, I'm a okay. superstar. Yeah, we, have to, we have to give him a cut of the merch and all of that. Of you know? course, I'm still of waiting course. for the pin. Oh, oh that's true. I swear I gave it to you, man. I have to, I have to find them now. I'll find them. He's going to make one for you. <laughs> but of course, again, if you have any comments, suggestions, corrections, or complaints, please head on over to this time slash talk. Of course, you can follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram at the Movie Podcast, and don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and join our Discord. We're having a lot of fun on there, talking about movies and stuff, and love and happiness and and, and things. Yeah, a lot more. A lot more people are are joining it now. So yeah, I mean, obviously Discord is new for 
a lot of us for mm-hmm. communicating. Obviously, it's a, we tend to think of it more like in the video game space. Correct. But come and hang out. Let's talk movies. Let's talk about what you're watching and have you part of the show that way. Yeah, we'd love to, we'd love to connect. And of course, check out our show notes down below for all those links and more. Oh, sorry, Anthony, I touched your knee. <laughs> <laughs> I literally went to go like do my hand thing, and I literally grazed his knee, but uh-huh. like in a way where it was very affectionate. Okay. So Anthony's blushing now, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, a couple of announcements. We have a reviews up of Let Him Go. This is the Diane Lane and um, Kevin Costner movie, and I, I loved it. I mean, we, I think we all really enjoyed it. He's and, a uh, wee boy now. Oh, wow. That's, that was a good... Uh, <laughs> that was my wee boy. Okay. <laughs> so you're a wee boy now. Our review of Borat's subsequent movie film is also up. Trial of Chicago 7, and of course, On the Rocks. But... Before we get to some news, guys, this is a this is a really big week. We're we're getting a couple cool things this week, okay? Apple's uh, new iPhone 12 Mini and their 12 Pro Max is coming out. So if you're a fan of the iPhones, um, that's something to look forward to. Um, you know, they they look great. I think um, for movie makers and movie lovers, this is going to be a great device because it's one of the first phones that shoots in Dolby Vision. Crazy. And if you love movies, that it's a great technology to have, you know? As, like, a super, like, nerdy thing, like, nothing gets me more excited when I start a movie and the little Dolby Vision thing kicks in on totally. my TV. Because I, I literally, there is a huge difference between just regular HDR and Dolby Vision. Dolby Vision has such a brightness and a, like, a, just a amazing shock value to it when, you, yeah. when you're watching a movie with it. You're like, wow, this is. This is noticeably different, mm-hmm. um, and I'm so it's so cool to be able to now shoot that on a phone. Like yeah. that's that's wild. Yeah, it's exciting. Wild. We're also on the eve of some console launches this week. We have the Xbox Series X and S coming out this week, and of course, one we're all excited for is the PS5. Oh boy, this is from the recording of this episode. We are three or four days away. Five days away. No, five, four days away. Four days away. <laughs> Depending on like you know. When delivery you, services because yeah. they can always faith, delay it i'm putting faith in our canadian postal service that we will receive this in time if they make me walk to my community mailbox to get my playstation i'm gonna snap dude is it going to even yeah. fit your community, <laughs> mailbox? Is your community mailbox also how far away big. is your community mailbox yeah, it's like that too. it's like you know 30 steps 40 steps wait Damn, let me count 30 paces One, two, what are you like a pirate i'm gonna say like 200 steps 200 steps yeah i want them to deliver it to my front door I feel like they will, because also will. the size of the box of that PS5 digital edition. It takes up the whole community mailbox. That, that will be your entire mailbox. Yeah, you will be like, whoa, 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 whoa. They no one's getting mailed one? that day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what are, you guys, what are you guys looking forward to like this week? Or well, PlayStation 5? For me, it's PS5. Um, I, I'm super excited to play um, the new Spider-Man game and you know, get all these new games that I haven't played or older games that I haven't played in the past. So for the PS plus collection, right? For the PS plus collection, you guys mentioned it or messaged it to me before. But yeah, I'm super stoked to have a new system, 4K, HDR, like everything you could possibly get in terms of technology into a system at this point in time, ready for the holiday season. So if anyone's, super stoked. if anyone's curious what the PS Plus collection is, it's about 20 games coming right to um, the PlayStation if you're a Plus uh, PlayStation Plus subscriber. Which is usually around $50 a year. You can right. get it on sale for. Yeah, in the US. I think in Canada it's about 69 I think. Right. Um, but it usually goes on sale a lot. And uh, there, there's a lot of great games kind of coming to it. So I'm just going to quickly read this list if that's okay with you guys. Please do. So we've yeah. got Batman and Arkham Knight. Battlefield 1, Bloodborne, Call of Duty Black Ops 3, Zombie Chronicles, Crash Bandicoot, the trilogy, 
Uh, Days Gone, Detroit Become Human, Fallout 4, Final Fantasy uh, 14, God of War, Infamous Second Son, The Last Guardian, The Last of Us Remastered, Monster Hunter World, Mortal Kombat 10, Persona 5, Ratchet and Clank, Resident Evil 7, Biohazard, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, and Until Dawn. And I feel like you may be listening to this right now and be wondering, is this the movie podcast or is it the video game podcast? But let me <laughs> tell you, these games are some of the most cinematic pieces of entertainment that 100%. I've ever experienced, we've ever experienced, and they a lot of the times rival what you will see on the big screen. And in a time right now where going to the movie theaters isn't as accessible to a lot of us due to COVID restrictions, some of the best storytelling you're going to see this year is going to be playing on the PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. And I think to Miles Morales this year, and how much I loved Spider-Man 2018, I'm speak for myself, but I know, no, I obviously agree. we all loved we all it, loved we've it. all platinumed it. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about being able to not only just have more Spider-Man to play, but to be able to play as Miles Morales in a game I think is such a like something that even a few years ago we wouldn't even thought about. Mm. And I think it's so cool that we're actually going to be able to take control of Miles Morales who is an Afro-Latino character mm-hmm. and he's going through his own struggles and things like that and now we're going to be able to play as him in a game as Spider-Man that's so dope and we're just days away from it it's at this getting point. It's getting great reviews too. Oh man, I can't wait. And I think the team at Insomniac just spoils us. Yeah. With how much content they throw at us with the suits and the love and attention and detail that they do. And mm. uh, Brian Horton, who's one of the creative directors of the game, uh, hopefully we'll have him on the show one day to talk about... Come on, Brian, if you're listening. Brian, come on on the show, you know? Like, we're, I, I can't wait to just talk about this game once we get it in our hands. So next week, um, we'll be next episode of the movie podcast, we'll be able to talk about our first couple of days with the PS5. Mm-hmm. And we're so close. Mm. We're so, so close. Very exciting times. Very, very exciting times. Let's jump into the news fellas we're back on it really good wow that was really kind of gave me a little bit of a chill the glass in here almost broke oh that's crazy really high pitched (laughs) johnny depp forced out a fantastic beats franchise warner bros to recast this is coming from mia galupo of the hollywood reporter now johnny depp is leaving the fantastic beats film franchise after the studio requested the actor's departure The actor made an announcement in an Instagram post Friday writing, I wish to let you know that I've been asked to resign by Warner Bros. from my role as Grindelwald in Fantastic Beasts, and I've respected and agreed to that request. Depp's firing comes after the actor lost a libel suit in the UK against uh, newspapers, publisher of The Sun. Depp sued the UK-based publisher for defamation over an April 17, 2018 article headlined, How Can J.K. Rowling Be Genuinely Happy Casting Wife-Beater Johnny Depp in the New Fantastic Beasts Film? After a contentious summer trial that made global headlines for weeks and put the acrimonious relationship between Depp and his ex-wife Amber Heard under a microscope, Judge Andrew Nichol on Monday dismissed the suit, finding that what the paper published was substantially true. Depp wrote on Instagram, the surreal judgment of the court in the UK will not change my fight to tell the truth, and I confirm that I plan to appeal, wrote the actor on Instagram. My resolve remains strong, and I intend to prove that the allegations against me are false. My life and career will not be defined by this moment in time. For its part, Warner Bros. offered a statement Friday morning confirming the news of Depp's dismissal, noting that the role of Grindelwald would be recast for the franchise's third installment due out in 2022. The movie, which is led by Eddie Redmayne, is currently in production and was previously set to hit theaters in November 2021. Daniel, what do you think about this? I think there's, um, there's a lot of feelings I have about mm-hmm. this. If I put, if I, so I'm, I'm just going to separate 
my uh, my thoughts on the crimes of Grindelwald, aside from the dismissal of Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. as of as someone who adores Harry Potter, mm-hmm. I love the the original um, uh, seven books, eight films, adore them all. Um, when Fantastic Beasts was announced, I'm like, okay, we're getting more Harry Potter. I'm I'm interested to see the first movie, the first Fantastic Beasts. I'm like, oh, this was an interesting movie. Like I had, I had a good time with it. It never captured the magic of the original films. Crimes of Grindelwald came out, and I remember Shay, you and I reviewed that on YouTube, and we were just like, "This was not a good movie." You know, it just was not a good movie. And when Johnny Depp was revealed to be Grindelwald at the end of Fantastic Beasts, because Colin Farrell played him, was such a great villain in that film, and then it turned out to be Johnny Depp. We were just like, "Oh." That's a strange choice. And then Johnny Depp played him in Crimes of Grindelwald, and that movie was not good. We're just like, do we, what do we, we don't need this series right now. Like, this is not going anywhere new. So that's just kind of like where I'm approaching this news as somebody who loves Harry Potter, but not a huge fan of Fantastic Beasts. Now, when I look at this news, and we, we know what's been going on, obviously, we don't know the full story on both sides of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, but we know that a lot of things that Amber Heard said were were false yeah right and it's interesting that johnny depp was the one to be dismissed from his franchise obviously we don't know what's going to happen with amber heard is also an aquaman which is a huge money maker for warner bros also for warner brothers also um we don't know what's going to happen with that but it's it's again we're in a situation right now where we always ask men to step forward and speak out when allegations against them are untrue, right? And, and, and a lot of the times it goes in the favor of the female side, but it's also when we, because we always want to believe survivors of mm-hmm. these incidences, mm-hmm. right? And again, we don't know the full story here, right? But it's, I just I just find it interesting that Depp is coming out and claiming that these things are false. We uh, in the court they were saying they show they they play the tapes of Amber Heard like basically setting him up. Yes, and which we heard years ago, I think. Right. Yeah. And it's interesting that Depp has been asked to step away again. We know we don't know the full story, mm. right? We don't know the full story of what's happened. Um, there could be other instances, but we I, I'm just speaking to what we kind of what we heard from the us, from the yeah. newswire. Um, Depp has been asked to step away. I don't know if Amber Heard will be asked to step away, but she should be. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's it's just a very bizarre move, and I and I and I guess Warner Brothers right now is thinking of it. Yeah, by the time he does press for this movie, it's going to be a field day with him being asked questions. But also, it would it would be the same thing for Amber Heard in Aquaman mm-hmm. if she returns to Aquaman. You know, like. Well, she was she was um, Queen Mara, right? Like she's a huge she's a huge character, yeah. In the Aquaman series, Zach, right? Zack Snyder requested her to do some reshoots, right. for her character for for the Snyder Cut, Snyder Cut, and Justice League, which I think she's doing. We just spoke about that last yeah. week or the week before. Mm-hmm. So, um, we're in a really strange spot with it, and again, I, I have to keep saying we don't know the full story. Mm-hmm. As somebody who isn't a big fan of the Fantastic Beast series or just especially Crimes of Grindelwald. Part of me is just like, I hope they take this opportunity to maybe refocus this series, but also 
this series is still fil- it's it's already begun filming. So they're going to recast him. Who's going to take on that role? Colin now? Farrell. Colin Farrell comes back. He was, you know, he was. He it was, was it was him all along. Still, you know, he they do another reveal again. You know, but um, here's the thing. It's strange. Yeah, sorry that I, I went on for a long no, time no, no, there, no. but again, very weird situation we're in right now. And I think at the end of the day, it comes down to when people speak out about against abuse, believe them, believe them, whether that's coming from a male or a female, right? And when you see this side of it happen, it's, it just makes you think, like, it's a step backwards. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll, Shay, I'll let you continue. No, I was just going to say that it's, um, again, we don't know the full story, of course, but there's a lot that's kind of happening here with, um, we talk about, you know, men's mental health, for example. We talk about when men are also accused of being abusers and, and in these scenarios. And, uh, it's a really, really tricky world. Um, women have had a huge fight for this, and and I, I totally get it. Like women almost never come out about their abusers or you know when they've been attacked because it always goes the other way for them, and it's and it's so right. shitty that that happens to them. You know, you you look back to Brock Turner, for example, things like that that have happened over the years, um, and it's it's a really tough place. The, the really shitty part is that when it does happen to a man, a lot of the times the reactions are usually like, oh, but he's a man, like, he right. just get over it, or like, whatever, I thought he was tougher than this. And it's, it's a weird place to kind of be in. So, you know, I, I'm still reserving my judgment on, on what's happened with, with Johnny Depp, because, again, we, we don't know the full story, but I've always loved Johnny Depp growing up. Yeah, of and, course. And, and I hope to continue that that love for him in the future if you know when all the cards are out there and it turns out that it's that really he was being abused and that none of this was really his fault i'm sure you can place blame on both of them but there is one person that does need to take the ownership for it and so far it does seem a lot like it's landing on amber heard if that is the case like we just need to kind of own up and, and get that out there yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Anthony, what do you think? Yeah, no, that was, you just, you took the, the words. I think they're both in a, in a sense to blame for what's happened to each other. Um, just based off of courtroom videos and dispositions and, you know, conflicting stories. Right. And we know he said she said, he said, she said, and we know that there, there probably was abuse because one was abusing the other and they were protecting themselves to abuse the other. Like, it's just. It comes down to, you know, what is best for them. I think for Johnny Depp to get out of this role was probably a better, um, a better solution because you know, from I haven't seen these movies and you know you've have and they don't seem to be great films. Maybe it's better that he removed himself. I think Amber should do the same thing, um, and then restart their careers in a sense and just go on with their lives. Um, there is no, you know, winner in this battle. Mm-hmm, no, I think they were just both beating each other up or causing issues with each other. No. Yeah, and and again, I think we keep saying this, like we don't know the full yeah, we story, don't know. but well, also, we, but we know what we've seen on those those courtroom exactly. If you've seen it, you could go on YouTube, you could watch it exactly. Um, so we there is evidence on on the side of like Amber Heard hitting Johnny Depp and all that stuff, right. right? And abusing him. Um 
but yeah, it's just it's just one of those things that, especially because both Warner Brother like Warner Brothers owns both kind of Aquaman and both franchises, yeah, Fantastic Beasts, both these franchises. Um, I'm curious how they're going to rule in both of these. And again, they like we heard the Johnny Depp news this week. Mm-hmm. Does next? It, it's strange that it wouldn't have happened at the same time, right? But again, we don't know. It's it's a very. I don't think this is the end of what we'll hear about this. Yeah. No, because we've been hearing about it for years now. Yeah, yeah. So, and I don't think it's like the end all for Johnny Depp or Amber Heard. No, I think they'll have amazing careers. I think for Warner Brothers to alleviate themselves mm-hmm. as a a company, it would make sense for them to get rid of Amber Heard as well. Yeah. Yeah. Or she should step down. Or she should step down. One of the other, because as as a brand, you don't want to be mixed in with that type of right. Yes, drama, but I, which I, could overshadow right. their films. And I don't want to blame judge. I don't want to be like that. Well, you're blaming the victim here, but we don't know who's the victim in this story. Mm-hmm. We don't because Johnny yeah. Depp could be a victim because you know the the English tabloids positioned or commented or gave them yeah. a title that That's- the English. That's our collective mindset now right. is that Johnny Depp is the abuser, yeah. right? Um, and even if it does come out that fully, that it was only, let's say it's just, just Amber Heard, unfortunately, the way the news cycle goes is that the allegations are already made against Johnny Depp, Correct. and that will always stick to him. His, yeah. his, his legacy has some stain on there, yeah. right. for sure. And you know, you look, I look back at Johnny Depp, and you, know, you always think about Captain Jack Sparrow. And I think about the fact that one thing that I always remember hearing about Johnny Depp was he would take so much time out of his day to visit kids in hospitals. In mm-hmm. costume. In costume and at schools. And I remember he would do that on his own accord, not even with like anyone kind of telling him. Right. It was just the way he was. And again, we grew up loving him. I Obviously, I think he's a much bigger star than Amber Heard. I still feel like when people, when you mention Amber Heard, people are like, who? Still, like, they, yeah. need, to, they need to see a picture. They yeah. to get the full picture of it. But even then, like, again, not to take anything away from her career, but it's also just like, yeah, Johnny Depp has been in our collective unconscious since Years. the '80s. Yeah, literally. right. So like Edward Scissorhands, Edward man. Scissorhands, and and every like every he's been a part of so many massive franchises. Huge. So Johnny Depp is a known entity. Where I think Amber Heard, you're just like, show me a picture. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 every time you say Amber Heard, it's like show me a picture. Yeah, yeah. You just yeah, you're right. But you know, you never know. Like she can move on to be, um, huge, bigger, and better. Yeah. And again, that's potential. not not to say like, oh, Johnny Depp's a bigger actor, so he shouldn't no, no, have to no, worry no, about no. it. Sorry, that's we're, not I mean. we're just saying like Johnny Depp's a huge icon in right. the acting world, so that's why we always we we think we about associate that, right? that way. Yeah, uh, but yeah. But yeah man. What I'm just gonna end off on saying is that they should probably just cancel the Fantastic Beast series because really, <laughs> there's nothing, nothing there, nothing to squeeze out. Really, nothing you know, to squeeze put out. Harry Potter on hold for a little bit. Yeah, take a break, J.K. Rowling. You're not really in the best of books right now. You know, either. let's just there's, let's just there's, pump yeah, the like, brakes on on the J.K. Rowling and her and her crazy yeah. controversy. Um, really changed my vision of Harry Potter itself. Like she herself is also tainting her own brand i luckily can still separate harry potter i'm just i'm lucky yeah. like that i'm but i get what you're saying yeah i think i think that's the thing now though parents have that that and, and it sucks because like harry potter is such a a series that lives on but i think now when when you see comments and stuff that jk rowling says and again not to go too deep mm-hmm. into that um people will make a conscious choice of am i supporting her work or am i not right 
Siri oh, doesn't have Siri. an opinion on that either. What did you say for her to like I, really react? I'm not, I'm not too sure. Comment. So Siri, Siri has no Siri, comment. Siri, she played the cards right. I'm just glad that that's what she said. I think it worked out perfectly. That's a great way for us to end. I don't. Siri has no opinion on this. I I've never I've never read a book. Oh, Siri. Okay, cool. I thought you read everything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Siri really bad just to move on. Uh, next story we got here is Canada, our great great nation. <laughs> You just said Canada. Canada, <laughs> a, a great nation of Canada, has uh, is going to force Netflix and Amazon Prime to pay for local content. This is from Eden Blessing of The Hollywood Reporter as well. Canada's federal government has unveiled long-awaited legislation to regulate U.S. streamers like Netflix and Disney Plus and force them to pay for the production of Canadian film, TV, and music product. The proposed amendments to the Federal Broadcasting Act will create a new online company category and for the first time regulate global media players active in the Canadian market. The resulting obligations will include foreign players having to subsidize the development, production, and distribution of local entertainment and cultural content. Anthony, what do you think? No, I think this is great. I think this is um, a win for everyone, uh, for Netflix as well as us the audience we get to see canadian content that you know might not get the budgets that huge bigger productions might um we see it a lot especially in nations that um for instance uh, uh south american nations and and even spain they get a lot of uh spanish content oh, that really? are yeah you you can see like you, you could go on to netflix and there is a lot of like bilingual content that you mm, can yes, see yes yes and they can associate or relate to it because it's taking place in their country. How mm-hmm. much content is on Netflix or um, Amazon Prime that we can actually relate? Yeah, this is a Canadian show. They're, they're Canadians in this show, right. right? Other than The Boys, which is filmed in Toronto. Kim's right. Convenience, I know, is definitely blowing up a lot, too. And, and Shit's Creek and stuff, Shits, too. And obviously, Shit's Creek had their phenomenal Emmy blowout. Yeah, those, those were started... CBC CBC, shows. right? Yeah, right. We're, for for and that's a Canadian broadcaster. Netflix um, or the government proposing or requesting Netflix to do this is is great because we have content to deliver to Canadian audience that might right. that you know might get American audience to love. Yeah, because of you know Shit's Creek winning so many Emmys and swept and Kim's Convenience. Um, yeah, I think exactly what Anthony said. And when we think about Canadian made content, CBC is the biggest player. I think in that field right now. Mm-hmm. And there's also as Canadians, there is like a, there's a stigma sometimes to Canadian content because you're just like, oh, it's like for a long time we were just like, oh, it's Murdoch Mysteries and it's <laughs> and it's you know, it's like it's very fluffy. You know, it's yeah. just very specific Canadian made shows. Um, but I think when you think about the audience or Degrassi, you right? Know, like Degrassi yes, right. was another big one that yeah. like it's huge in the States and in uh in, in South America, you know, reason. like um but it's Canadian content, and I think to be able to fund that is great, as long as it doesn't come to a, a spot where it's like, oh, you can only have. I, I think with CanCon, it's like, oh, it has to be like thirty percent Canadian or seventy percent American. That's like how radio stations and stuff work. Right, right, right. Um, as long as that's, they're not taking away American content to watch, I just think we should up the Canadian content that's available, and I hope, hopefully, they'll showcase it more too. Because again, Shit's Creek was amazing. Mm-hmm. There's so much Canadian shows out there that don't get a lot of love canada and especially toronto and vancouver there are always there's so many shows that are american shows that we watch but these cities are always masquerading as new york city right or 
other. Like, I, I look at Suits, for example. It's you know, filmed in Toronto, and it's it's meant to be New York, obviously. But you'll be watching, and you'll see Front Street. You'll see Tim Hortons in the yeah. background, and it's, then a New York City taxi. and New York City cars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like I I think of like all the uh, the um, the DC shows like Flash, yes. Arrow. Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl. It's like Titans. Titans. It's like oh, Titans is shooting in Toronto right now. Yeah. Um. I think of like oh, there's uh Star City or there's Central City, in this like these made up cities, but it's actually Vancouver or it's yeah. Toronto. And yeah. it's like hopefully we get to a point where we could start seeing Canadian shows and movies showcase Canadian cities mm-hmm. and towns. Right. Like I think of Enemy, uh, Denis Villeneuve, who directed that mm-hmm. with Jake Gyllenhaal. It's like oh. This is Mississauga. It's, it's Mississauga. It's this, is Toronto. Yeah. this is Toronto. This is Toronto. He cool didn't hide. He didn't hide from it. He's. You know? This is shot and and filmed. Oh, shot and film is the same. Shot. <laughs> shot all in Toronto. They it's shot about, it in the states, but it's actually. Canada. It's about like we'll say we don't really learn about who the character is in their backgrounds, but we'll say it's Canadian in a sense. Yeah. Um, we have stories to tell. Mm-hmm. And they're not always going to be about hockey or no. the yeah. snow <laughs> or living in. You know, we don't the even prairies. get snow in Canada. I know. With snow, <laughs> I've never seen snow. We, am I saying that right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. feel like a lot of people hear Canadian content, they're like, mm, boring. Yes. But that's, I think at one point it was. Now there's a whole there's melting a pot of creativity, especially in, you know, Ontario. They're getting money. That's why. And yeah, that's, there's a lot of government huge. funding for this content. And I think uh, I'm excited to see more creators take advantage of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I look back to, um, I mean, I, even though this might not be the best example, but, you know, we, we talked about Kevin Hart and uh, Woody Harrelson right now filming The Man from Toronto. That's huge. Yeah. To me, the way I look at it is that we're, you know, American films finally acknowledging Canada in a way where, like, what's wrong with it? Like, wh- why, why can't you just say, oh, we're going to Canada? Like, we're, we're really normal. Yeah. We're, we're pretty right. much, we're like a cleaner United States you know, in a way. I'm telling you, Ubisoft Toronto, make, a, make the next Watch Dogs game totally. set in Toronto. Dude, make it. You're, it's your backyard. Just make it in Toronto, make please. A, make a show about us. We could be on there. No, we'll, we'll go to the movie podcast studio. And we're like, oh, this is the studio in game, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like I, I just want to see like games take place. Like mm-hmm. we, we see shows and movies a little bit, but it'd be, it'd be the next level if we see like a Ubisoft I Toronto, agree. like, or even like show me Montreal or just show me some Canadian, mm-hmm. yeah. Canadian city in a game. There's be a cool lot here. See, There's you know? a lot to take in. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that we're now on the verge of, of a bigger Canadian uh, landscape now. Dude, you have to hack the CN Tower and Watch Dogs. You have to change the colors of it, go to the mm. top of it, you know? I'm, That's I'm, a threat, I, want I think. It. I right. want it. Now we're being tracked, I feel. What are you talking about? CN yeah. Tower? What? CN Tower, I'm taking like, like Watch Dog. See, this is why we don't have Canadian content, this man. Because this... of Daniel. Daniel, because of me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry, guys. I take I full ownership. To it and, like, I would have detracted just... that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I'm just kidding with you. <laughs> Thanks, Anthony. Let's get to our next story here. Jurassic World Dominion <clears throat> wraps unprecedented shoot after 18 months, 40,000 COVID tests. It sounds like I'm reading off like the 12 days of Christmas right now. 18 months, <laughs> 40,000 COVID tests, and millions on protocols. And a partridge in and a, a pear tree. tree. And a uh, pterodactyl in a, in a pear tree. Uh, Colin Trevorrow and Donna Langley on the emotional journey. This is coming from Andrew Andreas Wiseman of Deadline. 
The 165 million Universal blockbuster wrapped this morning at the UK's Pinewood Studios after an unprecedented shoot, which required 40,000 COVID tests, millions of dollars spent on protocols, and for a cast and key crew to isolate in a bubble for months. There are a lot of emotions, director Con Trevorrow told me last night on his way to shoot the movie's finale, which will include Jurassic Legacy actors Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum. Jurassic World stars Chris Pratt and Brass, Bryce Dallas Howard and, and newcomers to the movie such as Mamadou Ati and Dewanda Wise. I didn't mean to say the name like that. I was just trying to pronounce it. I promise you. I was trying to pronounce Mamadou Ati and Dewanda Wise, who we've separately heard could have the biggest role in future installments and some dinosaurs, of course. I'm not sure I can put it into words, continues Trevorrow. It has been remarkable. Our crew and our cast have been so resilient. All producers have worked around the clock to make it the best it can be. It has been inspiring. As he revealed over the summer, Dominion was the first major studio movie to go back into production after the pandemic shut down. After the pandemic shut everything down in the spring and unpended the whole industry. Universal commissioned a private medical facility called Your Doctor to manage the entire production's medical requirements. Testing was the backbone of the safety measures. Deadline can reveal that more than 40,000 COVID-19 tests were conducted, with 0.25 returning positive. That's around 100 positive results. Some of these were false positives, and some were returned prior to employment at Pinewood. The studio set up a police to green zone for the shooting cast and crew, and all workers were temperature tested every day. Two walk-through temperature testing stations were built at each of the Pinewood Studios with capacity of 1,000 crew over two hours, and each test station had a complement of doctors and nurses at isolation booths. I think this cost about also, yeah, all in all, they spent about 6 to $8 million on the That's protocols crazy. alone. That's the cost of, like, one dinosaur. It's the cost of one dinosaur. And... Sure. Some of the dinosaurs got COVID. Some of the dinosaurs did get COVID, though. Yeah, dogs can't get COVID, but dinosaurs can. I heard a dog get COVID. Yeah, there, there's there like two or f- three dogs that have gotten COVID. Yeah. I don't yeah. know them really well. But. <laughs> I don't mix in I don't talk group. to these dogs. If you're a dog that has COVID, right into the show. Like, what are you <laughs> doing? <laughs> Excuse me? How dare, How dare you? you? No profanities. Uh, Daniel, what do you think about this? Listen, I mean, this is the new normal. As, as I, much as I hate saying that, this is like the, that, that phrase, the new normal. It seems like they had a lot of precautions going into this, and again, we know Jurassic World Dominion is going to be 2022 now. Yeah. Right? So it's still... A ways it was, away. It was supposed to be in June of 2021, but now it's another year. I mean, if productions could go back safely, I mean, there's always going to be a risk, and it seems like they did a lot of precautions, which are great. I'm glad this is done shooting. I'm glad they could now focus on post-production and editing and all that stuff. Now we wait. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen this year. It seems like a lot of productions are figuring out their regulations and stuff like that and their protocols. And hopefully this means that we can go back to shooting these big movies. Whether or not where we're going to watch these movies is remains to be seen at this point. Because, you know, I'm glad that these productions are happening. But what are theaters going to look like in <laughs> yeah. 2022? Yeah. Right? Um, that remains to be seen. but. I'm glad they were able to finish shooting and that everybody who's working on this production was able to continue and keep their jobs and get paid for this. I'm not talking about the big stars, obviously. I mean, like, the actual production crew and all of that, because that's a big undertaking, and for them to actually have to do 40,000 tests, that's massive. Mm -hmm. Um, So congrats on Colin Trevorrow and the team on finishing that, and 
I hope it's a bit more smooth sailing from this point forward. Yeah, no, I agree yeah. with you. I'm in the same boat. Like, I'm, I'm happy that they, we have a completed movie during a period where there is so much um, worry that what do, what do films uh, look like in terms of filming and getting something done? Does it take longer now? Um, and we see a lot of films being hit by COVID, a lot of shutdowns. I'm glad that we do have this movie coming out very, very soon. Well, somewhat, somewhat soon. soon. Somewhat yeah. soon. I mean, I'm, I'm still, again, to, to you guys' point, worried about how we're going to watch these movies. You yeah. Know, yeah. Like, is it going to be streaming? Is it going to be just. Because right now, everything is a test. Like in the beginning of this year, what we saw was drop it on iTunes uh, for $35. Yeah. And now what we're seeing is. Okay, well, we luckily have a streaming service. Drop it on that and take a hit, maybe, or right. hopefully that we come back. So, I mean, I don't know. And all the big stuff is being pushed. So, I just want to watch movies. Yeah, that's I, all I want. I think it's going to be somewhere in between what we saw for like Tenet, where it's like, here's the theaters, here's the safety protocols, limited release, limited release and then hopefully a quicker turnaround to home watch, mm-hmm. right? Like to either streaming service or to um, iTunes to purchase it. I feel like that's going to be the new normal. In terms of like, yeah, it's going to get a big release in theaters for like a two, three weeks. Yeah. That's when it's going to make the bulk of its money. Then we're going to go to home release. Yeah. Again, I think earlier in this year, all the doctors and like Dr. Fauci and all of them were saying like, yeah, it's probably going to be like two years before things oh, go I, back I'm to normal. Confident, yeah. So depending on where we are in 2022, I'm hoping that we're in a spot where there's a vaccine. Yeah. We could watch movies. We could still have precautions and everything. But again, it just kind of reminds you of how crazy 2020 has been. Yeah. We never know. We don't know what's going to happen. No. You know, 2021 could be new virus. Who knows? Could be. I'm not going to be that person, but I'm going to be Who knows? Person. Kind of are right you now. Know? Yeah. <laughs> it could be virus 2.0. Shoot. And COVID-19 it, it, too. Co- no, they're just going to call it Daniel. Oh. Deadly. 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 Just yeah. kills you. Just <laughs> instantly, yeah. you look at it and it kills you. Yeah. So I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump into some new dates, guys. We don't have a new dates jingle, but that's okay. I, was, I don't know why I was waiting for you to do it in the in the jingle of trailers. So I was like, new, new dates. <laughs> Doesn't sound too good. Uh, so Tenet is coming back to theaters. No, I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> not. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I think it's still in theaters technically, but Tenet is now being released on Blu-ray, digital, and video on demand December fifteenth. I I just just release it now. I get the Blu-ray because I got to manufacture Blu-rays. Yeah, but like the VOD, just fucking release but it. But it's now. always usually the case, though. Usually with Nolan films, they usually do day and date oh, release. Day and date, yeah. Um, but usually what we've seen is Blu-ray is either a week or two later, and then Sometimes even a month you've seen. The digital is like earlier. Yeah. So I'm surprised that digital is day and date is the same day as the physical. Again, mm-hmm. Nolan movies traditionally release in December anyway. Yes. But. In this scenario, you would have figured that, like, hey, maybe let's release the digital version sooner. Right. Let's watch that movie. I can't wait to watch it with subtitles. I want to know what the movie was about. You know? Give me those subtitles. Like, I want to play it, pause it, rewind it. Yeah. Rewatch it. Is it it rewinding it technically? Or are you forwarding? Or are you just forwarding? Yeah. What happens when you rewind it while it's playing? I think Anthony's mind is about to explode. I think your Apple TV just (laughs) explodes. But I can't wait. That's a movie that I think is going to look phenomenal. Like, in 4K Dolby oh, totally. Vision on the OLED. 
Um, I'm ex- I'm excited to see it. Me too. And again, can't wait to watch it with subtitles. Me too. Me too. Uh, we also have finally Palm Springs. Finally, finally coming to Amazon Prime Video on December 18th. This is really for people that are outside of the United States. Um, really important for them because in the United States they've had it on Hulu day and date pretty much. Yep. So now we're finally getting it across. Uh, on Amazon Prime, so I think that's great. I think they did this like you know what? Let's release a movie about summer and vacationing in, in December, December in Canada. Mm-hmm. You know, thanks yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's jump into some trailers. 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 We just have one trailer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> trailer. trailer. <laughs> uh, Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. And this is a Disney Plus animated film computer generated animated film and it is basically about 45 minutes long like a little star wars holiday special it looks like ray finds this crystal stone, stone yeah. and now she's kind of traveling through all the films um you know see, seeing luke as he was when you we met him new hope and then empire strikes back return of the jedi yeah. and so far and so forth so i think this was uh it may have been a better plot than the Rise of Skywalker. Oh my God, it looks like <laughs> no, it, lo- it looks fun. I mean, it, obviously, it's it's a kids more aimed at like Star Wars in general. I feel has been more. They're trying to make it a bit more mature, but at the end of the day, it's still very appealing to to the younger generation. But this is very much like all the Lego movies out there that we've seen for Marvel and Jurassic Park and Star Wars. There's there's so many of them, but it's nice to see this one get um. Uh, the Disney Plus treatment, so we could watch it right mm-hmm. away. And, and it's, it's a holiday special. And it's a holiday special, yeah. so. I'm I'm down. I mean, this looks fun. Mm-hmm. It looks fun. Mm-hmm. I love the Lego games. I can't wait for next year for the Lego Star Wars like complete collection of games because like the humor in those games is so funny and and that trans that slapstick translates as well to the movies that they do. So hopefully this is good. So this is uh, November seventeenth. Yeah. So not so next week. Yeah. Oh wow, that's early. Yeah. 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 That that, that should be pretty exciting. Out this week. Not really much in the movie and TV department that we can really say. Um, but we have, of course, the PlayStation 5. Uh, we have Spider-Man Miles Morales. Again, if you love movies, you are going to love playing these kind of games. Uh, Demon's Souls is coming out as well. There's a, lot of, there's a huge list of really amazing games coming out this week. Uh, one that I'm also looking really forward to is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Assassin's Creed games have been great storytelling games. And now they're more, uh, Daniel, I think you coined it as history simulators um i think that's definitely the case here but uh there's still a lot of fun oh fantastic yeah a huge fan of the assassin creed series and i love norse mythology mm-hmm. and i love like obviously like i started getting really more interested in it with um obviously when thor came out in 2011 and then we had god of war and then i was reading neil gammon's like norse mythology book and then now we have the valhalla game for assassin's mm-hmm. creed so it's it's great it should be exciting yeah who's your favorite north <laughs> norris uh god other than Thor, because he's the easiest. <sighs> hmm. I don't really have any. Sorry. <laughs> I just, you I have just, one? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thor. Thor. Uh, no, there's Thor. Odin, yeah. and then there's... Loki. And Loki. Frigga is Thor's mom, and there's the world serpent. There's, so, there's like a lot there's of... There's a lot. Anti, Norse mythology is crazy. You know? I think there's an anti-Thor. I Andy. just made that character. Right? Anti Thor, yeah. There's, there's ab- opposite of Thor, Roth. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have one, Daniel? I just love Thor. Like, yeah. I like Thor is <laughs> just so Thor. cool. Like, he has a hammer. He could control lightning. That's dope. My like, first um, 
introduction of Thor was Adventures in Babysitting. I was going to say, is this Adventures in Babysitting? Vincent Babysitter? D'Onofrio, yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio, crazy. Yeah. Did you watch that film? Anthony? Yes, I did, yes. Okay. Remember, we were talking about it on our censorship episode. Yes. Was that, that was this year, wasn't that it? Was, I want to say this year. Yeah, yeah that was uh, with the, because we were talking about uh, um, Splash. Splash, yeah. yeah. And then we were talking, and then I was like, oh, I'm curious. Does Disney Plus censor Adventures in Babysitting when they say, don't fuck with the babysitter? Mm-hmm. And they did. They did. They and did. it's like, don't with the babysitter. Or they said, don't fupa with the babysitter. <laughs> you know? I love, I love the TV edits. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just leave it alone. You know, just leave leave it there. alone. Just don't leave it alone. Leave Brittany alone. All right, guys. So what are we watching? Anthony, what did you watch this week? Okay. This week, I watched The Queen's Gambit. Why are you The Peanut Butter Falcon. The Mandalorian and the presidential election and Top Gear. Which one gave you the most stress? Uh, the presidential election. Really? I was yes. gonna say, I was gonna guess uh, at least for me because I hate spiders. That Mandalorian episode really gave me a lot of stress. So let's let's talk about the Mandalorian episode. Well, let me talk about first the Queen's Gambit because okay, it's a really really good show. Yeah, go ahead. And please. I, you know, I saw it and I'm like, I don't want to watch a show about chess. That's because <laughs> that's all I saw. <laughs> and I like playing chess. I just didn't think there would be a great plot with it. But man, was I wrong and dumb. It was one of the best shows I've watched this year. Um, it's based on a novel uh, by Walter Tevis. Mm-hmm. And it basically follows um, Beth Harmon, who is a chess prodigy, who grows up in an orphanage and who's taught how to play ch- chess in an orphanage and kind of becomes uh, one of these crazy chess masters who goes around the world beating other chess masters and it tells the story of how she deals with alcoholism and um you know pills um tranquilizers i think and just her struggles of becoming this grandmaster and it's really really well really well done it is actually written by uh and created by gary scott frank sorry scott frank is the writer of get shorty as well as um out of sight with mm-hmm. George Clooney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great movie. Um, so it's really, really well done. Really, really well written. I heard. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she's going to get nominated for an Emmy. Um, she's having great. a great. She's having a great year. I, I think. think she's phenomenal. She's. I look forward to watching her in movies because she was great in Split. Great in Split. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also really enjoyed her in um, New Mutants. New Mutants. Yeah. yeah. She, I think she was one of the, the stronger characters in that film and. Um, obviously, we know she's going to play young Furiosa as well, too. Correct. Yeah. So she's having a good couple weeks. And yeah. the Queen's uh, the Queen's Gambit, I've just been seeing everywhere. Yeah, and it's, she does such a great role with it. Like she, just the char- her character, how she brings out this character. Yeah. Because remember, she's she's this story takes place in the '60s, mm-hmm. so it's dominated by men, and she's a female, and her struggles of just getting through that as alone is is huge. Right. Yeah. Um, but man, you you root for this character. You root for everything that she does, and even like the darkest points of the story, you root her to get up and like keep working. And you know, of course, she's gonna have to face the the USSR's top chess master because at that time they were the greatest yep. chess, and they still are, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know much about chess and who's who, but there's a lot of. Um, I was reading the forums. The chess that's played in this. That's shown in this series is like to the point real. Oh wow. wow! Real things are happening. Even this, the title "Queen's Gambit" is like a position or a move. Right. The Sicilian is another position. You'll learn a lot about chess. Um, one thing I I didn't notice that I didn't notice from the Devil all the time was the character 
um, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? I'm trying to find him here. He was in Harry Potter. Oh yeah, Harry, the, the guy who plays Harry, Na- uh, who plays uh, no, no no Dudley Dudley. Dudley. He was in Devil All the Time. Harry yeah. Melling. He's also in this. In this, yeah, I saw. And I'm like, I keep seeing this guy. He's in a lot of these Netflix shows, but he has this face that I've seen before. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah. he was freaking Dudley from Harry Potter. Uh, Harry Potter. He lost a lot of weight, yeah, because he's now a lot thinner. Mm. But yeah, good for him. He's he's in this movie. Is he British in this movie or is he? No, he plays an American. These damn Brits taking our American mm. roles. Taking our so roles. boys, coming up good green. Peter about Peter. Peanut Butter Falcon. Okay. Was, oh, I thought that was. I don't know. A, I thought yeah, that was. Oh, a, Peter, you guys Peter Botticelli. Yes. Peter, yeah. Peter Botticelli. <laughs> I've heard of Peanut Butter. It's Falcon. really, really with Shia good. LaBeouf. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf. With, with, uh, um, who's who else is in this Oh my God, I'm blanking out now. But you uh, tell us. Uh, it's Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson. Yeah. Um, it's about the. It's about a, a Down syndrome. Down syndrome. Yeah. Um, kid. Who, or not, I guess he's a kid. Uh, no, he's not really a kid. He's an adult who is. For some reason, the state, the state puts him in this um, retirement home because he doesn't have a place to to, to, to care to, for him. To right? care for him, yeah. so right. he's in this retirement home, and he wants to escape because he wants to join a wrestling federation mm-hmm. that's happening in the south. And his his hero is this wrestling yeah. dude. And Charlie Buffs is he like a, a convict or a cr- he plays like this this out like this dude who just doesn't. He's trying to make it in the world, and he he it seems like he lost his brother. Uh, who's played by John Bernthal. Oh, wow. Yeah, he plays like this. They do a lot of flashbacks. He's lost his brother, and he's just dealing with that emotion of being almost... Uh, what's, when, you're, when you're alone... Um, Orphan? You, you, you roam the lands. You're a... Wanderer? A drifter? A nomad? Nomad. Yeah. Mm. He's like a nomad, nomad, and he goes from job to job, and he causes problems because he just wants to make money so he can yeah. survive. I've heard of so many... Great things about this. I mean, he meets this. He meets this guy, and they just there's this brother bond that they form, and they just live their life like every the next day could be their last. And they get to this, you know, wrestling federation, played uh, not wrestling federation, wrestling school, and the main character is played by Hayden Church, the guy Thomas from oh, Church, Thomas Thomas, Church. Oh, Sandman, Sandman. Um, <laughs> I thought the story was so well written. It's it's a feel good movie. I encourage you guys to watch it. Yeah, Where'd you watch it? Watch it. It's on Pr- Prime. I think I saw it on Prime. I think it's, I think it's on Prime or Crave. Yeah, and Queen's I, Gambit is on Netflix. Netflix, yeah. Now, well, Top Gear. One thing that's funny thing is, you remember I was watching Top Gear Russian on yeah. on Russian. Yeah, on, on the USSR. On, so on, on not virus.com. Virus.com. <laughs> slash Top Gear. Uh, after we talked about it, it showed up on Amazon Prime. There we go. Oh, which so is another USSR in a form. <laughs> right uh but i don't have to worry about like infections on my computer yeah yeah you had to throw your computer out because it was yeah, infected and it's like good quality and I, go. I was able to watch I'm, all, I think I'm on s- all, all seasons that's oh, wow. awesome well, they See, they must have heard i'm on they season heard. five right now Damn, um, burning through it eh? yeah then president let's talk about the mandalorian yeah, yeah. uh mando this week uh mando is still on tatooine he is trying to find more mandalorians because as we learned last week the one that he met was not a real Mandalorian. No. Um, so he now he has to escort again. This the Mandalorian is very much set up like a video game with quests, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so now he's been given a new quest, and he is uh, has to transport Frog Lady off planet <laughs> and, and her babies. And her babies. Um, and basically, as they leave, they can't use hyperspace because or hyperspeed because the her eggs will destroy. I guess blow up. Um, 
and they kind of go on an adventure and then they crash land and then they're stuck on this planet which anthony and i were talking about um the giant spiders on that planet mm-hmm. were actually uh, concept art from Ralph McQuarrie, who is the original like Star Wars concept artist, who oh, wow. did all the original artwork. They were going to be featured on uh, Dagobah, mm. where Luke meets Yoda, Yoda. Oh. and they were going to be like spiders that he has to fight. And something I will say about this episode, uh, again, I think with all episodes of The Mandalorian, but especially this season, I think the budget has just been oh my god up. The production value in the show. Is phenomenal. This is peak Star Wars visuals, um, audio. Like this show is a visual treat, and there was some great action this week. As a story itself, it was just very much, and it was a filler episode. Mm. It was just like this is where we are now. This is what we're doing. I had a, I had a fun time watching it. Like I'm enjoying the journey so far. But again, this episode it wasn't anything that lasted with me other than the sense of like, oh, these are great visuals. This was a, a fun sequence running away from the spiders. Reminded me a lot of Chamber of Secrets. Um, and it was like genuinely like frightening at some points, but yeah, it was just, I'm just, it, it looks now the way this episode ended, we're finally going to start to get to the bigger story that's <gasps> happening. Shay, Sorry. Um, is there breaking news? Breaking news. Alex Trebek has just passed away. No. Oh, yeah. At the age of 80. No. Cause he was battling cancer. Yeah, Canadian yeah. Alex Trebek, revered host of Jeopardy for 36 years, dies at 80. This is kind of developing right now. Um, sorry about oh, that. Man. No, no, it's in, okay. But... Oh my gosh, that's so sad. Wow. There was a there was an episode of there was a clip from Jeopardy this week that somebody was talking, like they were getting choked up because he was saying how Jeopardy and Alex Trebek like taught him how yeah to speak English. Yeah, real quick, I'm just gonna quickly go wow. through this uh, if that's okay with you. Please, and yeah, we'll, we'll go right back. Um, it's from the global news right now, but Alex Trebek, the host of syndicated game show Jeopardy, since 1984 has passed away from pancre- pancreatic cancer, according to various media outlets. He was 80 years old. The Canadian-born host revealed he was suffering from stage 4 pancreatic cancer in a video posted to the show's official social media channels on March 6th. Wow. That's, that's so sad. That's so sad. Yeah, he's, I think, again, like, he's just one of those icons and the game show world and just everybody knows who he is yeah i think of just you know my parents who came to canada as kids and my grandparents who came here again i resonated so much with that story because people don't realize how much tv influences how people perceive culture mm-hmm. in different countries and how they learn the language um jeopardy was one that i i loved watching growing up i know my my grandparents watched it and again, they may not have understood or knew <laughs> the questions, yeah. mm-hmm. but game shows at that time were a huge window into learning the language. Price is Right is another big Wheel one. Of Fortune, Price Wheel is of Fortune. Right. Wheel of- um, these are shows that transcend generations, and these are shows that, when you think about them, like back in the day when there wasn't all a million channels to watch from, right? These were events. These show watching a television show was an event every night, mm-hmm. yeah. and this is a very sad day to lose an icon in that world. Yeah. Um, but I think his legacy is going to be remembered by so many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This is a, it's, it's very sad. You know, us, the movie podcaster, we send our love to Alex Trebek and his family and, you know, hope that they get to this tough time because this is, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So sorry, the man alone. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, again, nothing, this, this week's episode wasn't anything that was 
very that will linger with me, but I I enjoyed the watch. Right. Like I thought it was entertaining. Uh, Anthony, how about you? Uh, visually, it, it it was really really well done. Like yeah. the the CG was fantastic. Yeah. When they get into a new planet where it was ice and clouds and the sunset, and you can see it like ricochet off the glass of the of the of the, the spaceship. What I'm trying to understand is where is the writing for like what there's no there's not a lot of dialogue in these shows mm-hmm. and i feel like when i watch them sometimes i'm i rem, like I, i'm reminiscent of xena the warrior princess oh, wow. yeah. and hercules because they're just like these little events every week it's every like, week this is what and this there's no is. like larger story that i'm looking forward to and there's n- no dialogue between these characters that are really interesting and yeah and like captivates me as a viewer so yeah you can catch me on that visual on the yes. visuals part but i want the story i want sure. i want more it's funny you say that because um and obviously before every episode starts they do the recap right of the, of the previous episode yeah that recap is two minutes long but it shows you everything that literally happened like you didn't like a lot of shows they'll do recaps and they'll be like things that they kind of cut out but i felt like when i watched the recap of the last episode that's all i really needed to have watched because it, it literally told me what really did happen there was almost nothing that they left out except for that you know final moment of the right of the first thing. episode and that was here's my here's my issue with the show so far is that i'm watching it but i don't know why i'm watching mm-hmm. it besides the visuals um i think again great production value um but I just we watch it because it's Star Wars. We right? watch it because Star Wars. Right. I just but don't care enough. Yet. Yeah. I, I think I think what right now with how the show is going, I think that's just kind of where they want to. I think we'll have the shows that are very story focused and everything. But I mean, like the character we we've only seen his face once. I mean, yeah. when you think about it, I think they just want to have a show right now where we were kind of dialogued and expositioned out on the movie side of things. Where now it's like, you know what, let's just have a show where it's we're in the world of Star Wars, we're doing these things, it's it's fun action. Again, I feel like where this episode ended, we're now leading because we know that we're gonna be having these major characters introduced, but again, I would like to see a little bit more overarching storytelling, but as we've been getting it so far, I'm like, yeah, it's it's still I never end an episode and be like, Oh, like that was like a waste of my time. It was just I was like, Okay, this was it's like it's it's taking the scenic route this show, mm-hmm. and I think that's the best way See, I could put it right now. We were it's talk- a scenic route. Yeah, I I just don't want to be lost in the visuals mm-hmm. and the characters, mm-hmm. right? In the sense that these are Star Wars characters, and I like I like Star Wars, and I like anything any characters from it. I want a story that's dr- driven from this. Yes, I don't want right. to be cheated out of. Look at these big explosions right. or this but big I, spider. But I also don't think I don't think the show is. I don't. I feel like the show is just deliberately slow paced, though. Even in the first season, it was like that. I don't. I, I think, like, I'm not that. I'm expecting it to be that, but I just think that from the get go, the show has been very much like we're slowing this down. Yeah, right. But, it's, but, it's never promised. Like, here's this giant like story of this missing child. It's just kind of just been like here's this almost villain of the not villain villain of the week, but like this slow paced like it's almost Western, like this locale of the week. In you a know. Way, right. So and and I think at the end of the day, like. Here's the thing. We, we've talked about this so much that there's so many good stories that can come from the Star Wars universe. There's so much you can take. But again, what I feel like in The Mandalorian we're still getting is just visuals. And I think while that can be great and it can be a great technical aspect, 
I want to start to be like, wow, like that really surprised me. This was this the writing was so good, right? But yeah. everything you know what's about to happen in a way, like right when the episode started and it shows those, um, I guess bandits, you know, trip him with the wire. I was like, oh well, this is like the, the oldest trick in the book kind of thing of like, oh here he is, it's coming, let's pull the rope. And I was like, oh, and then they, it's gonna start with this, and then again it just goes somewhere else. And I was just like, where is this you, going? You want? I want. I it's, want a it's story. It's very slow, yeah, for sure. I want a story because right now I'm only tuning in every week to hopefully get a story for sure. Did you guys laugh when Baby Yoda smashed into the ground? You love you love. I Steve love. I, I, I love. It, yeah. I, I just you love died of laughing because you, I kept thinking of the guys who were making the <laughs> the video of the, the matcha? matcha people. Such a great video. <laughs> um, I um, gotta watch that again. You messaged me and you're saying, "Oh, like, you were laughing at Baby Yoda keep eating the eggs." I yes, thought, I like that reoccurring joke. Yeah. Um, and it's funny too because I'm like, the scale in this episode. I th- I love the use of scale in this episode, and then. At the end of it, it's like, oh, directed by Peyton Reed, who's yes. the director of Ant Man, Ant Man and the Wasp. It's like he used the scale of these giant spiders really well. I think I, I thought that whole chase out of the the ice the cave. ice cave was cool. I'm like, and I and I love seeing like, let me see those more like the, lo- the everything about the show, visuals, locales, everything is great. But let's just throw in a a, a stronger like story or not even a stronger one, a story. Yes. Like to have to, to, to highlight that because these locales like are amazing. And I think visually this is on par or better with anything we've seen on the movie side. This episode, like, like when I watch visuals, this, you mean visuals. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just in terms of the quality, mm-hmm. like when I saw that giant spider, I'm like, that looks like something that could have been in the rise of Skywalker Agreed, or yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, last yeah, Jedi yeah, or anything. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, like, phenomenal. That, that's yep. what I mean. Like the, like, that alone, I'm like, wow, like that doesn't look like I'm watching a TV show. Right. You know? So Do you guys find it hard to understand, Mando? I'm like uh, I'm trying to like I have subtitles on usually so I'm okay. But his voice is like with the helmet. Sometimes yeah, he has it, a pro a process sound to it. Yeah. And it's like it's hard to hear him. I, and I if you just feel like the the whole mix of the of the show is lower. Because when I put on like a show on Netflix, my volume's a little bit a lot higher. Right. And you can hear it. I put this super high. I couldn't hear really. Anything. I didn't. I didn't find that. I, I gotta pay. I, I, I I'll, I'll keep an eye out yeah. for that next time. I didn't notice it so much as you're saying. Yeah. but I'll keep an eye on it. Yeah. I also have like I use surround sound. Yeah. I don't know if that makes a difference for me too. Well, like he's still talking from the center speaker. Not on my guy. Right. He talks in the back. Oh no, that doesn't make sense, man. Yeah, I That's changed my he whispers around. to us. <laughs> I went in my settings and I said flip channels around. Yeah. I think John Favreau, <laughs> oh, yeah. hot take, yeah. is not a great writer. He wrote all 17 episodes, right? I don't know. I don't he know. did. Well, that's what IMDb says. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think he's a great writer. I disagree, but that's okay. I, I, maybe, but, I, I, maybe, again, maybe he's not a great writer for Star Wars. But, but no, I think, Star, I think John Favreau, I think when you look at The Mandalorian, in all honesty, like, it's probably the most universally liked thing of all of Star Wars since Disney's bought it. Like, I, I, I see more it positivity is. around... Mandalorian and like Rogue One, out of anything Disney has put out during the Star Wars, like the, the Star Wars Disney era, but again, I think it's just the style of show that this is. Let's just have this character go place to place, do mission to mission. Like I can't really judge judge Favreau on his writing on this because it's a very stripped down story of a show. Anyway, like if once he starts writing, like 
if they start writing proper like story arcs and stuff, then yeah, like sure. But like I can't like say either way based on right. like the Mandalorian, right? See, right. I, I like Favreau. I think though that um, in terms of his writing, I think he's still a good writer. But I think the way he's um, actioning the writing is not the greatest in the sense that what we're 13 episodes in now so this was chapter 13 that happened i yeah. want to say uh 12 maybe because we had eight episodes in the first season did we not i don't remember now but i feel like i saw 13 so chapter right, th- but i could be wrong anyways what i'm trying to say is that i think he probably had, in the grand scheme of things it's a l- really good story but because it's he's stretching it out so much it feels super weak Mm. I think that if you took season one and two and put them all into season yeah, it was, one, it was chapter ten, chapter ten. Okay, so I think if you just took it and put it into one season, maybe yeah. it'd be better. I don't know, but yeah, overall, at the end of the, at the, end of the day, you, you brought up Rogue One, and I love Rogue One. I think if this show was like Rogue One and in visuals that it has, but if it took the story elements of it and just kept bringing me a good story every episode. I'd be more, and I know, I know that Anthony and I probably are in the minority here of, mm-hmm. of Mandalorian fans or whatever you want to say, but I'm, yeah, I, visuals are great, but I just, I'm waiting I, I, for I just think, I, like, I don't know, like, the expectations of it, but I just feel like I've accepted what the show is from season one mm-hmm. of how it's going to be more a Western slow paced thing. So, like, I'm not expecting, like, a show where it's, like the show barely has any dialogue in it, right? So like mm-hmm. that's why like I know my expectations are set for every episode of this is gonna be very minimal. So I don't know if it's something where you're looking for a different show than what the show is going to be. I'm just looking for a story. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. But but I, I think this show isn't But it doesn't the, have a story in my opinion. Yeah, but it's it's a very minimal show anyway. So that's why I'm thinking like, but then I'm, then, but then I'm then trying to then figure out makes why, it so good, why watch though. it. Yeah, then what, like, what makes it, it what makes it people are just enjoying so- the world of Star Wars. I think it just comes down to this is just feels like like the 80s Star Wars, like you're playing, like you're making stories up with like action figures. This is what it feels to me. But we're not even getting the stories part. But like, of it. is that that's the thing? But we're but we we're expect? still at the end of the day, like when you get a recap, you're still getting this is what happened last episode, right? right? Like, we're just getting very bare bones of a story. I just think that this is what the show is going to be. Like we're eventually going to be getting Star Wars shows on Disney Plus that are very story driven. But the show isn't very story driven. It's just its own kind of we're going place to place every week, right? I just, right? just think the place that we're going, I'm... Maybe we had higher yeah. expectations for Maybe. Favreau. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't associate the show like, as a Favreau thing, though. I just associate it as a Star Wars, to be honest. Because I, I, so, he's like the, the creator, right? So I, 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 when I see it, I, sure. right. I think no, it's but, but I don't, Favreau. But I don't go into this thing like, oh, like, it's John Favreau. Like, right, I'm right, excited right. it's John Favreau, but I, I'm Star not... Wars. But I'm like, oh, this is just Star Wars. Like, I'm just looking at it that way, right? Especially since... Favreau only directed one episode so far of this whole season of this whole series. No. Right? But yeah, again, we don't know where it's gonna go. We don't know. Um keep, yeah. keep keep it keep your ears locked to the movie podcast we'll for keep going our thoughts. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about, Anthony, that you saw? Uh no, that's it. That's it? Yeah. Cool. Dan, what about yourself? Uh started watching The Looming Tower. Yeah. So I know uh about, right? sorry? That's one that I was talking about. The one that you were talking yeah, about, yeah. yeah. Uh so I'm seven episodes in. Nice. So I gotta finish that. Done. Yeah, so it's 10 episodes, yeah. so I'm going to eventually finish that. Uh, watched Wreck-It Ralph this week, just because I don't know why it was just on my mind. And it turned Video 8 games? this week, right? Oh, Video games as well, too. Really? Yeah, it turned 8. I remember seeing that in theaters and being yes. like, this is a great movie. 
this is a really fun movie. I think Wreck-It Ralph is one of those films that it's so like on the cusp of it just being like one of my all-time favorite animated movies, but it's kind of held back a little bit. I wish there was more. There's some slow parts to it. You know, I just wish that there was more games in it because there's a promise of it's like, oh, we're inside the world of video games and you see all these different video game characters are like, oh, I want to go to that world, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Obviously, the presidential election Mm -hmm. was this week, so it was mostly watching that this week. And then on Tuesday night or Wednesday night, it was a long week, so it's all blurring together. Yeah. I just put on the first Avengers just because I was like, I just need something happy that makes me happy. So I put that on. And I'm watching The Crown, which I could talk about more next week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how about you, Shay? Uh, so I finished the Looming Tower. Um, absolutely loved it. I thought it was really good. Are you doing it so far? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really good. It's um, a lot of, um, just kind of like American, like, like just like talking of government stuff. Yeah, but I'm enjoying the ride of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, what what I liked about the show is that um, you know, the the primary story is that they're kind of showing you is what what's happening with America and, and the agent, the FBI agent, the Arabic one, whose name I'm forgetting right now. Um, they're going to you know the different countries and kind of like seeing what's happening and 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 trying to piece together nine eleven before it happens. Um, and then you have the other stories that are happening. There's Peter Sarsgaard. What's his name? Yep. Uh, yeah. Peter Sarsgaard. His story, luckily, is... Sarsgaard. Sarsgaard. Yeah. His story is really in the background right now, which I'm glad because his story was really, I think, the weakest part of it mm-hmm. for me. Um, but when it ties together at the end, I was like, oh, okay, that's why they were showing us this. And they'll also have the 2004 briefings of 9-11 happening, which will be like the beginning and the end of the episodes, kind of tying it together. So when it all finished and it was said and done, I was like, wow, this was something like when we get to 9-11 it was wild and i i think it's it's an interesting ride there. it's it's interesting though like i feel like the show like again like i don't remember the show at all like from two mm-hmm. years ago like did it just kind of go under the radar or like did, yeah. you know like again like unless that we missed it at any of the award shows or anything like i just don't remember it then i'm like oh it's a prime original mm. but like i just don't really remember no. hearing about this show too much but i'm but i'm kind of glad it like popped up because i'm, I'm really i really enjoyed it yeah it was, it was good. i'm really excited good to finish it um I watched Titanic. Uh, which one is that again? Uh, it's, a, it's a small film, indie film. Oh, okay. Titanic. What happens in it? Uh, something about a boat. Okay. They lose uh, water or something like they that. They lose water? They lose water, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, no, Titanic. So, I, I love this movie. I haven't seen it in a very long time, like maybe five years or so. Oh, wow. Long enough. That's a long time, yeah. Um, but really was in the mood to watch it, so I put that on. I pretty much took the whole week to watch it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm still watching night. it now. Uh, put on Jurassic Park because I went to the museum this week and looked at some dinosaur bones at, at, uh, at the ROM. Oh. So I was like, like, what? Where did you go? Yeah, I went to the museum, yeah, because you know, it, was, it, was, it was just a good week to go to a museum. I went to a Jurassic Park museum. Yeah, Jurassic Park Museum. <laughs> and I thought that was great. The president, presidential election, obviously. Uh, my girlfriend wanted to kind of start giving a shot to the Marvel Cinematic University. She's never watched a Marvel film. Mm-hmm. So we put on Iron Man. Loved it. She, she had such a good time with it. Uh, I watched Captain America Civil War. I was moving around some speakers in my room, and I was like, oh, let me test out my speakers to see what movie would be good with that. Let's try Civil War, because the America's on the brink of one. <laughs> and, <laughs> and literally, I put it on a test, and then I just sat down, and I finished the whole thing. Um, I was in the movie for something light and funny during this presidential election, so I watched Popstar Never Stop, Never Stopping, and man. What a movie. Love that movie. So funny. It is so much fun. Great songs, honestly. Like, just, yeah. you know. 
it's just so funny. It's so stupid, but so funny. Yeah. And then the more I watch, the more things I kind of pick up on it. Uh, obviously, Mandalorian, and uh, I'm trying to finish season one of The Crown. Nice. I'm on episode five, and hopefully, hopefully this week I'll finish it, man. You're... And I'll be all caught up on this <laughs> season that we can't talk about. Yeah. So season four drops on November fifteenth, next Sunday. Yeah. So and uh, review embargoes drop the day you're listening to this episode. Okay. Uh, but because uh, I don't want to start talking about it yet, because when our show goes live next week's episode technically the first day that the show's available on netflix i will have my thoughts on it for you guys. well what's the synopsis of season four so season four um you're introduced now to the queen who is dealing with the ira which is the irish republican um authorities like, uh, the last part because there's a lot of tension obviously between england and ireland mm-hmm. um you're also dealing with margaret thatcher who is oh. coming into power who is now the new vice uh sorry the new prime minister um, so she just um, is coming into power. You're also seeing the introduction of a very young, uh, I guess, late teens, uh, Princess Diana, who we know in later seasons die. is going to be portrayed by Elizabeth Debicki. Mm-hmm. But now we're kind of seeing how she was um, introduced to, um, I'm blanking on The Majesty? The, the, her, Prince Charles? Prince Charles. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So, of Wales. So, now we're, uh, that's kind of where we're beginning this season. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see where cool. it goes. We also know that this is the last season Olivia Coleman is going to be portraying the Queen, Her Majesty. Um, and then the role will then be passed on as another time jump to the actress who I'm forgetting her name, but she played Umbridge mm-hmm. in the Harry Potter series. Mm-hmm. So, Harry Potter's oh, yeah, always yeah, coming yeah. full circle today with the Brits. The Brits, you know? Uh, so she will be taking on the role of the queen from there, and then Elizabeth Debicki will be Princess Di. So we're looking at probably the end of the 90s uh, for the next five and six. So I'm glad each kind of queen is getting two seasons, because mm. originally it was just going to be one season, but they're like, no, no, we're going to do two seasons. Uh, I think The Crown continues to be one of the most visually beautiful shows that Netflix has produced, and just one of the best-looking shows we've gotten in the last few years, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in terms of like the landscapes and... I think just the storytelling is just phenomenal on the show. Even though it's a little bit slower, I, I, I've always had, especially as children who grew up in the 90s, um, the royal family was such an interesting family in that time, especially with Princess, too. you know, sorry? They were Canadian as well, right? They're, right. They're on our money. They are, yeah, they're on our money. Uh, so it just, I've, we've always had like an interesting, like just fascination with the royal family. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the crown does a great job of just kind of- Every mom loved Princess Diana. Yep. Listen, 100%. That's it, man. Every mom loved Prince Diana, so. Yeah, so I'm glad I'm glad you're continuing on yes. and you're you have some really great episodes ahead. Except Prince uh, Charles's mom, right? Oh, oh shoot. Damn. Poo 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 poo. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> Your Majesty. Whoa. <laughs> Is that Pumba? <laughs> that was Pumba. That was yeah. some Pumba money. I'm right glad there. I'm glad you I'm That glad was you some Pumba money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pumba. let's let's uh let's uh let me do our or uh, I don't know what 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 I, I, I was wondering. Uh, sure. You you almost sounded like you were doing like um James, <laughs> like James Stewart. Uh, yeah, it's, like, it's a little, it's a little James Stewart, right, a little Jimmy Carter. You know? I don't know. It's a lot of people going on at once. Uh, but let me do our uh, trivia for this week. Now, this this week obviously is PlayStation Week. Woo! So I gotta come with the facts. You gotta come with the facts. Only facts on this show. What was the first PlayStation called? No, I'm just kidding. 
Wait, what? <laughs> and then he's like, hold on, can you give me multiple choice? What was the second PlayStation call? No, so let's so one of the things that, that makes PlayStation such a big brand is is their number of exclusive games. Now, there's the ones that are obviously made by PlayStation themselves, but there's also ones that Sony has licensed out there to kind of say, Hey, give us these games and make them exclusive for our console. So that is the one thing that, you know, Sony's definitely known for. Nintendo is also just known for their exclusives, but that's also their own studios that do it like right nintendo that makes those games so how many exclusives does playstation 4 currently have okay and it, it, this is not an exact number so it'll be a rough number mm-hmm. um but i'll give you four choices okay okay 526 50 122 or 299. I'm going to say 122, you said? Is that what you said? I think that's what I said, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with 50. 50? All right. The correct answer is 299. Oh, wow. Yeah. There were about roughly 300 PlayStation exclusive games on PlayStation 4. That's crazy. Wow. That's really crazy. I thought I'm like, oh, that's that's too high of a number. Yeah, yeah. I thought so too. Like, like, he's you tricking remember, us. You have to remember the indie games as well, right? Oh, very true, very true. I thought you were gonna be like, how many like first party studios do they have? And you know, you went with the larger numbers. So. No, no, I, I I thought I made that clear at the beginning. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say which was the first exclusive game for. What was it though? I don't know. That's what I was. I thought that was gonna be your question. Was the first exclusive game for PlayStation? Yeah, yeah. Final Fantasy VII. I think I it was know. like Crash Bandicoot, wasn't it? Or maybe Grand Turismo? No, but Final Fantasy VII was a th- was a third party. Stu- it was Square Enix, right? Same with the Crash Bandicoot, though. Right? Crash Bandicoot was made for PlayStation. Isn't it, was, it Ridge yeah. Racer? Ridge Racer. I don't know. I don't know. But I think Ridge Racer is a first party. Right in yeah. on thistimewith.com. Let us know. Stop. Let us know yeah. what is the right answer. Yeah, because Crash Bandicoot and like Spyro, they were made by Universal Entertainment Games, but like, like yeah. Universal entertainment with mark cerny yeah but they were actually made for playstation that's true they were yeah man this week though next this week man this time next week i can't wait for us to be like guys we finished spider-man we finished miles morales we're working our way through spider-man remastered let me tell you though just the new peter parker model i think at first i was just like oh this is different it looks good but it looks different seeing um the opening cutscene of the game and just seeing how peter looks i'm like he looks good. Yeah. It looks really, it looks proper. It looks good. Yeah. I just finished um, uh, the game Spider-Man on PS4 again. Yeah. This time I did it on the Ultimate Difficulty. That new game, new plus? game Plus. And you know what? I'm, it's a great swan song to, for, for me to, you know, give my patient for a kiss goodbye. Yeah. I'm, I'm 100% of the game. Pack it away forever. And man, gonna miss it. Great memories. I'm so excited. Thursday, I'm just gonna, I, I, this, all this week, I'm just waiting for that shipping email. Mm-hmm. You know, that email's like, you're, PlayStation 5 is shit. I'm sure we'll get it on the 9th or 10th. Yeah. Can't wait. Today is the 8th. Yeah. Maybe tomorrow. tomorrow. Who knows? Maybe the 10th, I think. Maybe. I think we have a holiday this week, too. We do. November 11th. Or like a day that the post doesn't run. True. November 11th. Yeah. Remember, November remember. 8th. Remember, remember. The 11th of November. <laughs> what? <laughs> I forgot to watch it this year. The uh, v, v for Vendetta. Vendetta. Yeah. I really like that movie. I haven't seen it. In probably like ten years. Mm. No, actually, I watched I watched it in one of my film classes in university. Mm. Yeah, so maybe like eight, seven years. Mm. Fun fact. I think I watched it in theaters, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, that was the movie podcast this week. Of course, you can write in on thistimeways.com slash talk. Let us know what you think of the show, how you love the show. Give us reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast services. Please love us. Oh, <laughs> Care I was like, for you're us. really trying to and underscore that. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, congratulations to Joe Biden. Of course, this is uh, the movie podcast giving you our endorsement <laughs> for presidency. <laughs> Not like you needed it. Uh, but of course, that was this time with the movie podcast. And we'll see you next. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.